Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Aloha and welcome to another edition, a winning edition, a victory edition of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. Sean Iman, what's up, Sean? What's up, Wayne? What's up, Ryan? Big win, big win. And Ryan was there with me on the sidelines taking photos with the Nevada mascots. What's up, Ryan? Hey, Wayne. Hey, Sean. Yeah, we had a blast. And Wayne, Wayne and I somehow took a lot of, I guess the term's ussies now, with a yes, lot of randoms usies. with Nevada. Yeah. Yes, there were a <laughs> lot we of ussies. With one out of three Nevada mascots, I believe, that they put at their games. Yeah, they have three. They have a yeah. one, two and a <laughs> half or something. Like, the, the kid is the half. So, I mean, Nevada did beat us on the mascot scoreboard 3-0. But Hawaii um, came out the victors. We're going to talk about that game. We're going to talk about what it means for the program. Was it a big win? Was it a huge win? Was it just another win? I'll talk about what it means for Timmy Chang. We'll talk about... Um, what this means going into an Air Force game in which uh, UH will still be an underdog, but will this win, you know, possibly catapult them to a big surprise home win? Or will this just be, uh, you know, a sign of, of positive things to come? We're going to talk about that. Um, and then we're also going to, you know, remind you that here at HI Sports Fans, we are big into our tours. We're big about making sports adventures and dreams come true. And this past week in Reno, we were able to do that. And I'm so jacked from that because I got to go there to Reno and be with our, our tour group. And from there, I went to Vancouver and had uh, my own uh, Every Game Wayne tour as I, you know, my solo adventures. But being there with my LAFC crew in Vancouver, um, British Columbia, Canada, I got to be there to watch uh, LAFC advance into the semifinals of the Western Conference of the Major League Soccer season. MLS defending champs, that's LAFC. So I got to watch that last year. Um, just hours before I got to drive to Fresno to see Hawaii football get crushed. So you know where my priorities lie, I guess. It's my best. It doesn't matter whether my teams are winning championships or, or scraping the bottom. You know, I'm going to be there for them. Um, and finally, I got to watch. I got to check off another NHL um, stadium off my bucket list. I'm, I'm trying to, I guess, in my life. I won't say I guess. This is my, I'm going to just nail it right now and tell everyone that I'm going to go to every possible NHL, NBA, NFL, and MLB park that I can go to in my life. Hopefully get to all of them. So Yeesh. for um, my NHL, you know, I don't go to that much hockey, but it's my seventh arena. <laughs> so I'm almost like 25% of the way through the NHL as well. And it was an awesome game, Vancouver versus um, Edmonton. So uh, teams that are pretty close there, provinces are right next door in Western Canada. So there was a lot of uh, rivalry tension in the house there. Um, at Rogers Center, and it was so fun. And also, my favorite part was after they score a goal, the best goal-scoring song. Um, I know that Sean loves this movies because he loves '80s movies as much as I do, and that's the Breakfast Club's theme. And um, when you when they play "Don't You" right after a goal, it, you would never think that song, but that song is like the best song. Like every time they score a goal, I was just waiting for like the buzzers would go off, the smoke would go off, and they would just like you would just hear that that chord drop. It was like Doom, that. Um, you know, that, that guitar, electric guitar drop. And um, it was cool. So they, 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 they start off with a, hey, hey, 
hey, and then they, and then, but the main feature of that song is the la 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 part, which is not really a big part. You think about like Jed uh, walking back to his car at the end of Breakfast Club, right? When he walks out with his fist in the air. <laughs> That's like when you think of the la 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 la's, but now with la 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 la, I think about the Canucks scoring a goal and they scored six times. So I got, it was so cool um, to hear that song so often. Um, but yeah, that was my adventures. And that's what I like to do. This is what I like to bring to Hawaii sports fans is being able to get these pro adventures, pro sports adventures, because they're so much fun. And you learn so much about a, you know, a region of people. And um, you learn about the fans and their culture and their experiences. And we had some culture itself. We're going to go back to Reno, Nevada, um, where, you know, me and uh, Ryan got into some arguments with Nevada. And you would, you would not imagine what the <laughs> arguments were over. But they're very friendly arguments. And I hate to say it, it was almost like whose season is not going worse right now? And Nevada fans swore to up and down that they were having a worse season and that they were the worst team. And we were like, we, uh, we, we might have be beating you there. And they're like, nope, nope, nope. Um, but that was just one of the things that we came away with in, in Reno. But I'll let Ryan tell some of the stories because we had a lot of fun. And he can also talk about the Reno-based charity uh, that we supported as well. Yeah, so I'll start off with the charity before we uh, head on to the tour. Um, but Wayne, I will give you one rebuttal real quick, but I do appreciate, granted I'm a homer on this, but the Dallas Stars, when they score, they have this Pantera song. There's a super cool story about it. Basically, Pantera made up the song one night before a game, sent it to some guys on the team, and then that became the puck you know, scoring song. Uh, there's, a, I'll send you that Facebook video. I want to like see it. Okay, minutes. well, I'm excited. It's I do a have super to go cool to story. Stars. <laughs> I want to hear it. Stars game. Is it walk? No, it, it's just it's a little riff, but it's uh, yeah. Okay. I'll send you get. I'll send it to you guys later. It's a pretty cool one on the the whole story of how it happened. And this is back from uh, it was on a CD. Wow. So it goes. It's a little bit older. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's a cool story. Uh, yeah. I have to hear that as well. But hockey, as you know, right, Ryan? I mean, Ryan being a big Dallas Stars fan, um, there's just an environment that is hard to. Um, to imitate in ways and also because of the way the game goes right there's a lot of action there's a lot of high speed mm -hmm. action going on these guys are huge and they're they're flying down the ice and you're just like what can happen and there's also like you know fighting which is always always the strangest <laughs> thing to me because if we saw that in the nfl or nba people would be calling them you know thugs or something but in the nhl it's just like par for course to get into fights but the, other than that you know it's a very in interesting experience uh, they say they yeah. say it's the best sport to watch in person. Is you agree with that? I mean, I enjoy watching games, obviously, because I'm away. But I enjoy watching games on TV too. Um, but yeah, in person, there's nothing like it. If you can ever get, you know, seats on the ice, you know, first couple rows, it's just it's amazing just to hear, you know, how fast, you know, when the puck flies off the boards, how fast when players are skating. Um, I mean, one of my favorites is, you know, being on a, on a pro sports level like that, you have those guys who they want to be on the ice and no offenses, you know, any players in particular, but just, you don't have these flopping calls that you see in different other sports. Like, you know, when, when players get like, uh, or they tear an ACL, they're trying to like, get off. I disagree with that. I saw some flopping. Oh. I saw some flopping. I mean, but on, but also, you're right. Like the 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 kind of blows that are being thrown. The kind of yeah. it's not like soccer. Okay, I'm not even call out soccer, which is there to be because there you'll flop on soccer and it'll be a whiff. But I saw yeah. some that in the in 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 real and it's so fast. Like hockey is so fast that yeah, it looks even crazier. And we also have to, you know, also 
uh, talk about someone just died, a former NHL player playing in, in, in the UK, got his next slice playing. So like, it's very dangerous. Like, and I thought about that the whole time as I was watching the game, I was like, Oh my gosh, mm. like, you know, anything can happen in this game, but I appreciate that. Um, the fans are very, are, you know, very active because the action is going so fast. I actually sat next to a guy, a Canadian. He looked like Korean or Filipino. And that's the great thing about Vancouver too, is because all those people look like us. Like it's like all these very multicultural place, like extremely multicultural. And um, everybody is, everybody hangs out together. Everybody, it doesn't, there's no segregation really that, you know, that's as obvious. Obviously they have their own issues as well, but um, Canadians in, in terms of the way they treat their immigrants is a lot different. A lot of people are very happy and they're like pretty highly functional members of society there who are, who are visible. Like their faces are Indian faces are visible. Asian faces mm. are visible and they all have the same Canadian accents yelling at your bum on the, on the, you know, on the <laughs> hockey. So I sat next to a guy that was like that. And it was so fun sitting next to him. It was kind of like, I hate to say it's sitting next to me. Like he could be loud and annoying at times. Like he was like constantly going and his girlfriend was there and they're both going at it, you know, yelling. And, but he, he was extremely knowledgeable and he was calling things. He's like, well, here we go. And like on a fast break on a transition, which when Vancouver would score, they would score. And it was so cool. So I appreciated those aspects. And um, that's what we're about, fan experience. Um, and we had that fan experience, I think, in Reno. It might have not have just been in the stadium. Even though I think, I'm just going to say, I think Reno really stepped it up. I think their stadium has stepped up. I think their campus has stepped up. I think the city of Reno has stepped up. And I'm just going to shout out Reno. Like, it, it, it changed my perception of Reno, actually, on this last trip. Like, it was funny because Shane was like, wait, it always looked like that downtown. And I was like, yeah, but that's not downtown Reno. Down, it looks better, in my opinion, now than it did like even five years ago. Because, um, I mean, you can't have Vegas expectations. But I think Reno, just for the, the beautiful, I mean, there's a lot of beautiful trees there. There's the mountains there. It's almost like a, you know, Salt Lake City, but not, not you know, just on a smaller scale. But we did find some fun things to do, right, Ryan? And uh, Ryan, as tour assistant, and he was amazing. He even drove the van, which was yeah, really I'm, fun. I'm the nice. best driver the Wayne's had. Yeah, easily the best driver the Wayne's had on tour, right? I mean, it, you are, because I got to not have to drive. So that was awesome. And um, I can I can get used to that. Um, but we did some really fun things. I mean, went to Tahoe, went to a, a cafe. But um, I'll let Ryan kind of talk since that was his first time really being engaged with us the whole time. Yeah, so let me go real back or go back real quick because uh, we did miss our, our uh, volunteer donations. So let me skip to that. Um, but yeah, so being in Reno, playing in Nevada, Reno, um, my first one this week was a, a veterans guest house. And what they do in Reno is that they help. So veterans who have to have any type of medical care, they help with lodging and transportation, um, basic needs like food and clothing uh, for extended family to help support whoever's you know needing to get some of that care. Um, so it's super cool to see something like that, you know, being that, you know, this week is also Veterans Day coming up, uh, being in the month of November as well. Um, but yeah, they've they've served, you know, about a thousand veterans every year when it comes to, you know, medical assistance like that. I mean, tons of dinners and meals uh, and a lot of just uh, donations, but they do cater a little bit towards older veterans. Um, they say their average guest age is actually 74, um, which is up there. Um, and a lot of these stays, I was reading like the average nights, this isn't just like one or two nights. This is their average nights, uh, per guest is actually 11. So you're talking about a week and a half of care of, you know, lodging and food and all that support. So super cool of what they're doing. Um, 
As far as Maui, you know, we, we're never going to uh, forget what's going on in Maui. So for Lahaina, there's a group, and I know my girlfriend Rita is going to love this. It's called Save Maui Cats. Um, you know, there, there's a very political side when it comes to feral cats in Hawaii. I don't know oh. if you guys know this, but if you take the entire population of Oahu and double it, that's how many feral cats we have in the entire state. Yikes. So roughly in, in 2022, the last number is like 2 million. So, but what's really cool with the Save Maui Cats is they're actually the cats that they are finding, they're posting their photos on their website and saying, hey, if this is yours, if there's a microchip, because, I mean, they have, I think, over 100 cats right now just on the website alone who were actual pets or assumed pets for a lot of them. So they're trying to help reunite, you know, pets with their families. So, you know, shout out to them and all the work that they're doing right now. Um, but yeah, rolling into, you know, Reno, uh, I got in, you know, I got in the morning, Friday morning, grabbed the car, got to the room and then we're up and off on the tour there's a little jet lag coming from hawaii and wayne's like hey let's drive to tahoe um yeah but no i i think you know i've been to tahoe multiple times uh, on the south side for skiing at heavenly but the north side um you know just is it's another just different side of the lake and it's so pretty out there um we got to hike around a little you know a few spots where we had to pay for a state park that we didn't really know about until we drove up so that was interesting uh, but if you've ever been out there, that water is just crystal clear. I mean, I haven't seen water that clear since like Croatia when I went. I mean, you can see all the way to the bottom. Uh, just absolutely amazing out there. Uh, we got to go to a nice brewery. It was uh, Albany or what was that? Alibi. Uh, alibi. That's what You ain't got no alibi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we had fun there. Um, you know, there was pizza. They had that chili and whatnot. And then... We got to see the Capitol. So, you know, a lot of us <laughs> knocked off the Capitol in Nevada yeah. for the first yeah. time. Um, I don't want to say anything. It was just, it was smaller than expected, I guess. Yeah, it was um, smaller than I expected. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like run down. Like some people would no. say like, because it was pretty prim. Uh, like it reminded me of kind of like no. a St. George or like I go back to Utah a lot because Utah is very beautiful and very scenic and very mountainous. And it's almost kind of getting there. I feel like that region It's not quite there yet, but. It wasn't as protected as, I, as I've seen other capitals. Like you're literally on that street. You're just driving and it's just right there, you know, less than a hundred yards from the, the street. Um, but yeah, it was actually, you know, cool to do that. Uh, I forgot about, you know, coffee and comics. Uh, that was an awesome spot that, you know, Wayne picked out. Um, and then, yeah, we, uh, you know, I, I, I want to talk about that buffet that we had after the game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, anytime you... <laughs> You know, I don't want to get too far ahead, but anytime you're eating after a win, no matter what it is, even if it's like McDonald's, it just it feels better. Tastes better. Yes, yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but it was much better there. than McDonald's. We absolutely did not eat at McDonald's. We ate at Reno's number one buffet, and it was snow crab on the and, menu and, and King Wayne's and... tour guest. <laughs> did he did some fantastic oh, he did. work on crab? Yeah. Shout out John. John. John yeah. slaughtered the crab. John. John, they had to kill a bunch of crabs for him while he was there, probably just to keep up with his demand. Um, but that was impressive because I'm allergic to crabs, so John had to eat for me as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, absolute fantastic tour, had a great time, um, you know, got up to, you know, see Lalo head with, you know, him and his entire crew. Uh, yeah. Uh, what other notes did you have? Our on, tailgate. On yeah. Place? I mean, we have to shout out. I mean, our yeah. tailgate before, well, we did Thursday, Friday night. Yeah. We had a, a big pregame rally with warrior nation. Shout out to everyone who came to there. We had about 30 people. 
um, which was awesome for a Big pre-game group. rally for yeah. us. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and we had, you know, a lot of people just come and show up at the end that we got to meet. And that's, you know, that'll be over, you know, now this my 96 straight game in a row. Over all of the years, the, the the thing that will stick out the most, that'll be the best is meeting all these people. And um, I can't say every person I met ended up working out, but... Um, you know, most people that I meet because they usually have a preconceived notion of me before as well. Um, when I meet them, a lot of people are like, oh, you're the guy that goes to all the games or something. Um, and most people are cool. Most people are like, you're just, you know, have so much time and money on your hands. I'm like, oh, I totally do. Look at my Rolls Royce I have. Um, and you know, I'm being very highly facetious right now. Um, but the thing is like, you meet people from all over and especially expats and transplants from, from Hawaii and and that's kind of a cool thing. It also kind of makes me sad because everyone has that slight longing that they want to be back home. Like everyone oh. has that, oh, I love mm-hmm. it. Whole oh, cause like so much cheaper. Mm-hmm. But you know, behind all of that, they wish they could be living at home again. And it kind of makes me sad too at the same yeah. time. But um, it makes me very appreciative that my parents, you know, were able to you know, secure at least a a home base for my family and, and you know, moving forward because so hard to to have a place in hawaii it's so hard and you you're just really lucky if you own a house in hawaii right now and there's a lot of people that wish they could be in that situation we meet a lot of them and um it's pretty cool because it's always it's always someone else that knew and they always have stories to share of you know how they came up to hawaii but we met a few up there in nevada we all a lot of people move up as well or can fly up um southwest had a great fair as some of you know (laughs) um so that a lot of us were on that southwest to reno um, and you know, like I said, if you book on Southwest, it's not dropping for Southwest, but you know, travel has gotten a lot more accessible for everyone in that mm-hmm. you can buy, you know, flights to the mainland for one way under $80 these days, under a hundred dollars, which is yeah. insane. But at the same time, good for people if you haven't traveled. Um, but we got, we, we all took advantage of some pretty cheap fares on Southwest. Some of us got under 250 round trip. Um, even when you're people who paid early, nice. I think it's still under 400 round trip, which is still a lot, significantly really good. But some of us, um, did really well there. And then we said Saturday morning, we got to tailgate in the RV lot. Um, shout out to Shane Lalahud and his crew and, um, uncle first, first win in nine tries, right? Yes. first win. So Lala had, this was his ninth road game and he got his first win. Um, but even before the win, you know, like, Lalo had he's he's a you know an A plus legend. He is a legendary <laughs> tailgater, and to see him back in his element again was really uh, cool. And he made a lot of friends with um, the Nevada people as well. And one of the Nevada guys said that it was the best tailgate that he ever had at Nevada too, I love because it. of us and the Hawaii people. I love it. Inviting him over that was crazy. Mm-hmm. That guy was so nice. Even after the game, he came back and he was like, "Guys, this is the best tailgate I ever had here." And he goes and tailgates there every week. That's how good, and that's the funny thing. Hawaii people are so good at tailgating too, mm-hmm. and we don't even get to do it. Um, but shout out to Uncle from Sacramento who came in with a truck and um, his grill and two large coolers that we filled with beer and ciders and mm-hmm. um, hard Mountain Dews that Shane found that I tried. Well, Shane also found <laughs> finish this Finnish drink. He's like, Brad, is this from Finland? I was like, okay, I have to try that. It was like some, I don't know. Shane was like going crazy at Total Wine and. Um, we also found some pretty cool craft beers and um, shout out, you know, Joni on her first Hawaii sports fans tour. They came in from Maui, Joni and John, and um, she was an IPA lover. So we had some IPAs, hazy IPAs for her. <laughs> That's what happens. You come on Hawaii sports fans tour. We're going to hook you up with what you like, mm-hmm. what you like to drink, what you like to do. But that, that tailgate was so fun. I mean, 
even when we were packing up, I was like, guys, we don't have to be there right at kickoff. I mean, let's try and milk this tailgate. <laughs> we're also just like kind of close to the stadium and we we're next to where oh. they Nevada had their thing with the, a, a band. They had a, a stage, they had live music and she was like mm-hmm. vibing. Whoever was on the stage was actually really good. She was doing like ska, like a reggae ska thing, like. <laughs> um they're i don't know like like they're trying to be like no doubt or something but it was actually really good and um i was <laughs> but then we were blasting <laughs> um you know our music too so we we were like going back and forth and it was just a fun thing and we got to play the cornhole game but then i was playing the double i don't know i was calling it double bolo but i don't know if that's the real I, you know what was i playing ryan where you yeah so i forgot that name but i know what you're talking about it's yeah it's that PVC fence basically that you're trying to throw with two balls attached by a string and catch it over on it. Um, Do you know what yeah, we're talking about, Sean? No. <laughs> it's like three levels of PVC piping. Oh, I've seen, I just saw a video on that today. I just saw it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So that I was mm-hmm. playing like that. Anything. Okay. Yeah. Me and um, some of our friends and the mm-hmm. guy that, the guy that, that loved, the guy that said the tailgate was the best, he's the one that had that setup. He's like, oh, bring it over. Like, mm-hmm. so I just went and grabbed it and I brought it to the middle. And we were playing. I mean, it was so fun. And wow, that, these are all the mm-hmm. kinds of stories that we don't have at Hawaii. Yeah, we don't have exactly. And that's where the fellowship is done. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like Colorado State, some of you know, I had a pretty freaking terrible experience there in that game that we won from some very uncouth fans. I'm just going to put mm-hmm. it that way. And then, you know, going to Colorado State last year with our group, I mean, the tailgate was amazing. And it was Colorado State people who really helped to, to amp it up. I mean, shout out our Yamamoto mm-hmm. crew, Robert Yamamoto. He's, you know, he's the man on the road. That was another thing. You know, a lot of my Road Warrior family, you guys don't even meet, get to meet because you guys, you know, if you don't travel. And um, Ryan was meeting mm-hmm. people that I thought he knew already, you know, because some of these people <laughs> I've known since 2016, yeah. you know, when I was really, 2016 was mm-hmm. really the year where I started to, um, you know, take my own personal initiative. I'm not saying I didn't do anything too, so special, but I was just trying to talk to more people. I mean, I was going to games on the road by myself, not talking to anyone. I think in Hawaii, people are very welcoming, but there's a lot of shy people too, Not especially on the road. Like not everybody's like, oh, oh what's up? Like, come, like you have to really engage mm-hmm. with people, you know? And I think that I've done a pretty good job at being able to bring people together. I don't think I'm I'm the only one that did did this, but I think like there wasn't as much organization in terms of like, you know, people trying, like I said, we got over 30 people at our little pregame rally and the school has hard time getting that many people to pregame rallies, you know? So it's like, and they have that many people on snap mm-hmm. that are going to be there already. So I'm just saying, like, oh. I think it's pretty impressive what the road crew has done over the years and, and grown. And I'm glad that Ryan, you mm-hmm. got to experience that as well, because, um, you know, a lot of those people are really special to me as you are as well, because you're like <laughs> my Hawaii family and, you know, like I, I only get to see them so many times on the road. I only get to see them when mm-hmm you know, three times a row, yeah. two, two times a year. So I really treasure those times seeing them. But Candy and Josie, of course, shout out them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll shout out Dave and Linda, Dave and Linda from Dave and Linda. Tennessee. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I wish, I've, you know, I've seen three times this year. <laughs> yes, that you have, but you know, Sean, yeah. you know, I want Sean to meet all these people too. Cause Sean is, Sean is my boy. So I want Sean to be able to meet all my, wow, I appreciate I was really jealous too. looking at, at the pictures. <laughs> the it was cool. When I was at home. It was cool, but I forget that um, I'm very lucky in that I was able to meet a lot of people. I think besides the the win, which I'll be very happy about, and we'll start talking about, I mean... Oh, there was know, a game? Yeah, there was a game as well. <laughs> I mean, the tailgate, it could have stopped at the tailgate, honestly, and it would have been oh. a positive day. 
I mean, throw in the buffet that we went to right after the game, mm-hmm. um, which was sold out buffet. I mean, it's the most popular buffet in Reno. So um, it's a long line there. And I'm glad we had reservations. But, you know, that's why you come with Hawaii sports fans. But HISportsfans.com, go check it out. Uh, but then the game happened. And when when a game happens, you know that we're going to have a report card after. So cue ante because it's time yeah. for Sean's report card. Okay, I'd like to remind people that I don't grade on, grade on a curve. I grade on a bow. So uh, <laughs> offense, B. Defense, A-. minus. Special teams, A-. minus. Coaching, A-. minus. Ultimate warrior, Braden Shager. I've been pretty hard on him this oh. year, and I he had a he had a drop touchdown, so he should have had three. Uh, uh, projected win total, I have at four. I have us winning the the last game against Colorado State. They usually play up on the on senior night, so I think four is attainable. Sean, you had a big, you know, you are susceptible to very um dramatic reactions to games in in different ways we'll put it that way i love it and um you know we but at the same time sean you're the standard sean like we look up to you for that kind of thing so you have to keep being yourself because we don't want you to change it's not like i said we're gonna go undefeated (laughs) down the stretch like some other podcast like get out of here you guys were giving me crap in the chat for saying we're gonna win again so just get that straight but i mean okay so (laughs) to be fair sean is a huge win and i did to be be fair again i'll say this it was huge for the three of us and for a lot of us who have been on this roller coaster ride yes for personal it was huge but was this a huge win for the school was it even a big win for hawaii football and we could say yes or no and i i'm just trying to hear that because Mm Where we are right now. It's debatable. Right. It's debatable. Right. I understand. Yeah, I think it was a huge win for Timmy. Uh, based on the the way we played the last two games, we looked downright terrible and god awful. And like I just wanted to press fast forward and get this season over with because I was just done. So, you know, to see that he still kind of like has the team, I, I saw a lot, a lot of good things, you know, uh the Landon Sims bouncing the ball outside and getting over a hundred yards total rushing. Uh, The defense looked competent. There was good tackling, uh, a lot of blitzing. Yoro's defense looked, looked good. So they forced turnovers. We won the turnover battle. And those are things that we haven't done the whole year. We, we, we held the lead for, you know, the first time in the first, first half, I think. So there's a lot of good things. And I, I just think it was bigger for Timmy, not so much as the program, but just for him to get his first road win and to get kind of the heat taken off him. Because, I mean, it was like this, the press stuff and just, you know, they needed it. They And I just think the team was just sick of it. So I think Nevada, Nevada wasn't as good as us. I, I saw that we were the better, more talented team. That's what I saw. Ryan, I know I'm just gonna let you let you <laughs> oh. sit and contemplate your your what you're gonna say, but your no, I mean, th- there's a lot of that that I agree with what Sean just said, and you know, like he said, it is a big win, not necessarily for the program and the general direction of it, but just as a team when it comes to morale with the coaching staff saying, "Hey, we still have a team here. 
because we saw a lot of that in the past couple of games. I, you know, you started to see a lot of drifting, right? Coaches not necessarily uh-huh. interact as much with the players. It was a little bit different, you know, because we had this great view of, you know, we we're one track length away, we're with away from the team, you know, we we're standing right behind them. But to see the interactions of like, you know, seeing some players like, hey, I got your back. And, you know, we'll get into the whole like Verdell Edwards thing. But, you know, there were a lot of players going up to him after that when he was sitting, he sat by himself on one section of the bench and he had players like, hey, I got your back. You know, I know that there's mistakes made, but they were around him. And that's important. Uh, you know, as we know, a win against Nevada, who's, you know, half of our season, our opponents are in the bottom or after the top 100. We're in that 100 <laughs> to 133, right? But seeing oh. some of that, you know, that's important, I think. I really think for our team and moving forward, we understand that there are harder opponents coming up on our schedule. But I'm also looking at like, hey, how do you move into next year? You know, everyone talks about this culture in this post Todd Graham era. But, you know, if our coaching staff is going to hold on to our team and keep them together, you know, it is big in this sense. Um, I don't necessarily I, like you, Wayne. I don't agree that it's big for the program. I don't think it's going to sell any more tickets this coming week. I don't think it's, you know, changes anything how we feel about what our pro- or what direction our program's going in. But it was still big for the team internally as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I think it's big for individuals. Like, like I said, it's big for us because Hawaii sports fans, just like Shane Agno, not as bad as Shane Agno's uh, losing streak on the road, but we, Hawaii sports fans, we don't get to see that many wins on the road either. I mean, winning on the road is not an easy thing to do. And it's funny because you guys challenged me to look back at all the road wins I've had in my streak of 96 uh-huh. games. And it's funny thing, I can remember every single one of them when I go back, what happened, because they don't happen that often, and there's a good feeling. So sometimes when things don't happen that often, you don't get, it's even bigger. So that I will call a big thing. Um, it's about once yeah, a year. Yeah, you know, and about <laughs> once a year. So it's about once, just a little bit over once a year we're winning on the road. <laughs> um, but yeah, in terms of the team itself, Nevada wasn't a great team. Um, you know, A.G. Bianco was interesting seeing him play because he was recruited to come to Hawaii and decided to go to Nevada and I think he has some development to do. I mean, I saw some good things out of him. And I think it was really hard. I don't think he didn't really have much production. I mean, it, everything was kind of breaking down around him. Um, and and really, Nevada had a chance at the end of the game. Um, mm-hmm. And they blew it on the, on the goal line. They had some penalties. And uh, I think Timmy called a timeout as well, So, uh, which was a strategic he used, timeout. He used all his timeouts. Which again. I think it was strategic in that, in that yeah. sense. It was strategic because they, they really messed up Nevada. Um, but with that being said... When it comes to this program, just like Nevada, the coaches there right now, both coaches um, are young and had to inherit extremely hard situations, like the most difficult situations in their program's history. Um, so with that being said, it is nice that I would I think we can say definitively that Timmy Chang is has made us better than Nevada Wolfpack in the last two years. Like I'm 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 confident in saying that we're better than that FBS program, but there are also 131 other (laughs) programs. And that's kind of my point. That's what I'm saying. When it's big, it's big if we win this week. Yeah, we beat Air Force. It's big. It's that would be a big game. Are you are you predicting something? Oh no, I'm not I'm not gonna predict (laughs) that. Okay. (laughs) I'm not gonna predict it. I'm not gonna go that far. But I will say that we did do some things on defense that was really mm-hmm. cool to see like our you know sending safeties and sending you know linebackers and um just keeping the pressure on them i will say that it did seem like timmy did kind of know what was coming because and not just timmy not that timmy's coming to defensive plays but there definitely was a familiarity with nevada like there's definitely a comfort mm-hmm. on our side 
where we kind of knew, and a lot of that had to do with the fact that we probably were confident in terms of talent matching up, but it also seemed like they were just very well prepared as well. And I'm not saying they aren't every week, but to me, having knowledge of Nevada, having knowledge of Reno, having coached there, having lived there for so many years, like that was absolutely an advantage. Like he brought his whole family. I mean, yeah, but that's where some of his yeah. kids are born. I mean, that is yeah, three of some them. of his kids. That's yeah. their home, you know? Yeah. So I think that's cool. But I mean, we have to also keep that in mind. Like, like, you know, Timmy, it was almost like Timmy, Timmy was a part of that exodus from the program. Of course, mm-hmm. he had one of the best deals where he was, you know, a, you know, I hate to say a lower assistant on that staff to becoming a head coach at Hawaii. So that's a pretty big transition for anybody. That's probably one of the largest in, in division one that you would see. Um, but this is the one time where he's come in and super confident and came out with the victory um, in terms of fan and uh, in terms of game experience, you know, Nevada, we flipped the sidelines this year. This time we were on the sideline. So the logo was facing us, which is very strange because usually it faces the home team wow. and we were, and the, the media guides was behind us. So, we were definitely on the normal home side, which made it more obvious when they had to cross during halftime and after the uh, game, which is really, I don't like the crossing because we don't want players who are fighting each other in the game, like who already have tension crossing each other. Like that's geez. just, mm-hmm. and we saw that at Los Stadium, right? When we would switch sides, yeah, right? we would see the tension right. spill over. Um, but that happened at, at our game as well. But, you know, me and Ryan were there uh, lining up on our, uh, at halftime on the on the fence with Cal, shout mm-hmm. out to Cal Monte, a former Rainbow Warrior nice. who was there as well, hanging mm-hmm. out with us. And um, so you know, Cal got to to holler at his St. Louis boys, and um, you know, Cal's like an uncle to his own. It's funny, I'm older than Cal, so it's kind of strange to be like Cal's the uncle to all these kids, but <laughs> it is what it is these days. And um, you know, so it was cool because they all were happy to shake our hands, and then. Uh, Ryan's son, uh, Andrew Choi, you know, was, was very excited. Cat calling Ryan from the sideline as well. His oh, papa. Um, oh my gosh. he was Ryan, wow. Ryan the whole time while we were standing there. Um, but you know, it's cool. Like I, I agree with the morale. Like I think these boys really, um, you know, believe in Timmy. I think they really respect him. And so I, mm-hmm. I, I think that culture is there. Um, and I was excited to see them win. Like I was excited to see them happy. Like, they were so happy, like shake our hands and, you mm-hmm. know, me and Ryan, you know, like, you know, they were just like pumped up to go there in the second half and they, they finished the job. So I'm like, I'm proud of them. Like I was happy after the game. Like, you know, obviously Ryan, I had to tell people, Ryan, I was celebrating without these people being knowing that this whole Nevada Wolfpack family was standing behind me. And I was like, yeah, I can't believe we were. Yeah. <laughs> and like cheering, jumping up in the silver legacy hotel. And then I turned, I was like, Oh, oops. And then they got in the elevator with us. It was even more awkward. So we we're just staring oh, at each other awkwardly. Yeah. And then when we got out, what were they saying, Ryan, when we got out? I don't know. They were like, I don't hey, remember. Fans are like Hawaii. <laughs> I was like, oops. But you know, it feels good to win. I will say that. You celebrate uh, that win. You celebrate it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. going to celebrate everything. I'm going to celebrate hey, our hey, wins. Ryan called this one out of our predictions. He's the only one to pick Hawaii to win. And they brought it home. So they did. Um, what was that. really cool and a fan experience thing. And Ryan um, uh, witnessed this as well. But I'm not saying they should do this at UH, but they might. So for their student section, they choose Mm -hmm. one student in the fourth quarter to come down to the field. And they don't challenge. They don't make them do anything. They just give them Mm $1,000 for being there. Oh, interesting. This is like, it's either like a cash or check. This isn't a scholarship. This is like, hey, here's money. Uh, Yeah, I thought it was something cool to see. 
I mean, you know, he kind of joked around. He's like, hey, so your question, your trivia question was like, how many counties are there in Nevada? And then her face kind of went blank. And then he was like, just <laughs> kidding. You just want a thousand dollars. She did drop a giant F bomb. Oh, yeah. Right and there, she so was kind of like, oh, yeah. And he like pulls the mic away. <laughs> but I mean, who cares? We were alive and it's totally fine. Um, but that was yeah. kind of cool. And I was like, you know, Nevada, yeah. it, it not, Nevada has good food. I always have my Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory um, tradition I usually when it. I go there. Yes. And they have chocolate dip, yeah. apples, and cheesecake. I didn't see the cheesecake this time, but um, they really did step up their stadium. And even on the side that we were on this year, because on that side, they have bucket seats in the middle. So that's oh, yeah. they got to do a UH. They got to replace mm. those seats with at least bucket seats. I mean, that mm-hmm. is a game changer for people. They're going to be sitting on the sideline paying more because our seats were more expensive. Where we sat were more expensive than the people even to the right of us who are right next to us just because we had bucket seats and they had a bleacher seat. So that's something we can learn from Nevada. I know there are some people that say we should be more like their stadium. And at this point, yes, I would agree. I think we should go past their stadium. But they did make some, you know, decent upgrades. I think in one end, one end zone is completely, oh, one end zone, they only have like small bleachers in. Like oh. maybe ten levels of bleachers, right, Ryan? And then the behind is like empty. Yeah, not that many. They could I mean, have used they more the space. Yeah, yeah, I guess could, protect they could the have gone a little bit higher up, but they're protecting the scoreboard a little yeah. bit. But yeah, I mean that's you know we do talk about a lot, and especially with our government in Hawaii about our stadium. But you know at the same time, maybe that is all we kind of need—just something a, a little bit more advanced than Ching. And, and there's a lot of simplicity involved with that. You know, it was a nice scoreboard, had stats on it, had a nice video on it. You know, but same thing like Wayne was saying, bucket seats, um, you know, the visitor side went up pretty high, that uh, other end zone went up pretty high on, you know, just finding something like that. uh, You know, you're able to walk around the whole thing for the most part, uh, except for, you know, when they'll chain up the sides of the team. Yeah, which is on school as well, though, which is kind of what we have already. We have that at home already. We're already on, you know, for us in 151. But if you're standing, you can actually watch the team walk out mm-hmm. of the locker room, which you can do at home at TC yep. Ching as well. And that's great because you can shake their hands and everything. Um, yep. But the boys love that. You know, they love seeing people, you know, wave the flag or or shake their hand. But um, yeah, I think there's a lot, right, Ryan, that we can do at our TC Ching right now that mm-hmm. can push us in more of that direction as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, they did have a lot of security at the end of the game every 10 yards to make sure that we weren't going to rush the field. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Um, but something that we didn't bring up, me and Ryan, uh, we didn't talk about yet, but we, we alluded to it was Verdell Edwards' uh, play. Um, and me and Ryan were standing right there on the goal line when mm-hmm. it happened. We were, we were, we had the best view. And the thing is, Verdell, as it was kind of a longer, play, I, you know, because you know, he had the, he was on him hard. Like he made a good play. He, he made, made a great play. play. Yeah. He made a great play. And when you watch yeah. it, it was a good play. Then he decided to taunt the player yeah. in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when the ref gave him a flag, he decided to act like he was about to fight the ref. So, mm-hmm. you know, that could have cost us, you know, Sean. So I don't know. That's why I'm saying, like, some people were pretty upset about that, too. Some of the Nevada fans, like, why would you do that? Why would you, you know, you're beating us right now. Why are you mm-hmm. even being like that? But I don't know. I mean, what do you make of that, Sean? Uh, Yeah, I, I watched the play. You know, I watched it at home. But it was a, he made a great play on the ball. And as soon as he stood up, he kind of like just staring at him in the face. I'm like, don't, you know, don't do that. And then, you know, they threw the flag and then he started staring at the ref and it's like, come on, you know, we're, we're playing good here. Like, and he's really an important piece to our defense. So, you know, to lose him, 
and I, I don't know if he's going to be out the you know the first half of the this coming game but it's just it's just unnecessary you know you, you made a good play just go you know staring getting kicked out of the game is not going to help so don't do it i don't even know why like ryan like i don't know it just seemed random when you're watching i mean you know, we don't know. Obviously, we're not in the game. We don't know what's being said all game. We don't know how many times he's covering that receiver all game. Mm. You know, all that in between. True. I mean, the number one thing is you never do that to the ref. And, and you know, we saw Timmy rip into him, which, you know, he should have, right? Yeah, he grabbed him, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, hopefully that means that, you know, it's like, okay, he made a mistake. Timmy ripped into him. Let's move on. Um, you know, I have no idea if he's going to be running extra in practice or whatnot this week or however that goes. But... You know, I'm I'm just hoping that yeah, it's like hey, Timmy still has him. You know, part of the team. Um, you know, because we can go back a little bit too and talk about you know there have been some players not not that it's even close, but some issues with coaches that you know have led to players being transferred out just because of behavioral stuff you know off the field. And like I said, I'm not saying that this has any correlation, but I just hope that it's like okay, he made a mistake. Let's move on. Let's focus on Air Force. Um, you know, we, we've been lucky that, you know, we've got to, you know, meet his parents a few times with our tours and, you know, his, his parents were also like, you know, that's definitely not him as a person, you know, kind of threw them off completely. So, and, you know, his parents are awesome people. You know, I met him in Vegas and then, you know, we saw him around um, in Reno here too. Um, but yeah, I just, the ref thing was definitely unacceptable. Uh, you know, taunting, unfortunately it does happen. It shouldn't happen, but it does a little bit more because of the one-on-one type stuff you'll get you know, it being in the secondary, but yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, it was, Hey, it's a one-off thing. And then we'll just move on forward from here. We had some players yelling at the crowd too, which was kind of funny because we were mixed with Nevada. Like, like yeah. Ryan saying, we weren't really, we were all mixed in the whole stadium, which is very strange and never really happens. But when you confuse fans by changing the sideline, that's going to happen. So we had a lot of Nevada season ticket holders around us, right? And some of them, um, we're interacting yeah. a lot with Shane. So we, we, I mean, Shane could be, Shane is, you know, shout out to Lala Head Shane because he's on a much needed vacay right now. He's still in the mainland. Um, he's in Orange County or in LA now, LA, Orange County. I know he was at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, it's cool that, uh, he made a lot of friends, put it that way. And a lot of people had some <laughs> interesting comments for him. But, um, <laughs> Timmy, he's, just so, my, he's humble though. Oh yeah, very humble, yeah. very humble. Yeah. He didn't even he didn't bring up the win at all after. So just, easy. He just internalized it. <laughs> yeah. Um but Timmy, I, the, the I don't even remember this Ryan. Remember standing there he ran 10 yards and he was yelling at somebody. Do you mm-hmm. remember when he, and he was like running like this. Was weird is that we were on defense in that play and we had a huge play right after he used the yell. like this is what happened. He saw something that Nevada was doing mm-hmm. on offense and he knew exactly what was going to happen. And he, he had already had that. He had already explained mm-hmm. that to his defense that if they're lined up like this, this is going to happen. And that's what I mean. Right. Like it was clear that Timmy had advanced knowledge on Nevada. Like it, it was clear. <laughs> it was clear. Like I'm not like, it's Nevada. Like he coached there. Like that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that's another reason why yeah. I'm happy for Timmy. He got this win, but it, I mean, it, Listen, I'm not going to put an asterisk next to it because it still was a win. It was a win. It was a win. But mm-hmm. um, you still have to execute. Yeah. You got to execute. Yeah, you got to go and execute. But mm-hmm. he he got confidence, I think, from this game that mm-hmm. if he can coach effectively, I mean, still to have players, you know, act out like that does not look on. It always goes back to the coach, right? Everybody always like, oh, it's the coach's fault. When a lot of times it's the player's fault for being stupid, and, and like coaches can't mm-hmm. control that all the time. But. Um, yeah. He needs to, you know, Timmy has to be the alpha on them too. Like when you are 
the coach and you're younger or you're trying to appeal to them more, you have to also be um, an a-hole sometimes. Like, 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 you know, first grade teachers, because those kids can get out of control if you don't, you know, when you're like, man, I didn't, you know, like that teacher's so mean, but there's a reason for it. It's like, you need to like corral them too. You can't be friends all the time. And I think that that's going to be something that Timmy's going to have to learn in his tenure as well. Like he's going to have to, and he can't be friends with his assistants either. He has to be, he has to be mm -hmm. professionals with them. He can be buddies, obviously, but he cannot show loyalty just because they're friends. You have to make hard decisions. And that's something mm -hmm. I think he'll need to do at the end of the season. He's definitely going to have to reevaluate his staff. I think that's fair. I think everybody would agree with that. Mm -hmm. If he yeah. is still the coach, which I think that even if we don't win any more games, I think that Timmy has proven that he at least has been able to, uh, to you know, hold on to the wheel and not let it go completely you know, bonkers yeah. in the two years. But at the same time, we were already sliding down the slippery slope when he came. So what he's doing is really difficult already. What he's trying to pull off is going to be really hard. So um, mm -hmm. all we can hope for, I think, in the next couple of games is some competence. So that's what I'm going to say for Air Force. None of us have us winning that game. But, you know, mm -hmm. without going backwards, Sean, because I'm going to look at some of the things. You have Shager. You called in the Ultimate Warrior, but he's 21 for 38. So yeah. slightly <laughs> over... 50%, you know, which is not yeah. great. 203 yards, two touchdowns. Um, AJ Bianco was five of 15. I mean, even worse, he has 33%, 76 yards with an interception. And he led their team in rushing. He had 63 yards on the ground. So, I mean, this is basically a UH versus Bianco, who is their second string quarterback. Um, mm -hmm. Landon Sims, like you said, you know, Atlanta had 65 yards, Pafeli Ashlock had 87 yards and two touchdowns. Um, mm -hmm. But what does Shager need to do this week, you know, for you to keep your faith in him, I guess. Oh, uh, I, I think it'd be nice if we could get up to 70% completion percentage, just be efficient with the ball. He seems to be more comfortable in the offense. Like I, he seemed more competent, like when he would tuck it and run it, there was at least a threat of him running when you would do the RPO. So it just, you know, continued progress. I, I know I've been pretty hard on him this, this season. So, but I, it, it looks like he's the best thing that we've got. So. I think that we should keep doing that RPO thing with Braden for Shager as well. I mean, like he's not like the worst runner or the best runner in the world, but it's got a couple yards. Like yeah. I said, deception is such a big part of the game. I don't know why coaches we don't mm -hmm. work on that. Like we don't we haven't done any double reverses. We haven't had any receiver tosses or something. Like I'm sure our receivers mm -hmm. can throw the ball too. Like that's what I'm saying. This deep into the season. That's what yeah. I would like to see. Like, keep opening the play. But, like, we have nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. um, Dalen, we've been bringing him in on short yarded situation. Like, he's earned the right to I like that. Yeah. start a drive yeah. or something mm -hmm. or yeah. see what we're doing. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's That would give me more faith in Timmy as, like, you know, whereas Rolo came right off the bat wanting to start showing what his, his – some of his cards, you know, like – and it didn't yeah. always work. And he even had to – he even admitted, like, he's got to – he had to reel it in a little bit. Like, he was getting cocky, but – I don't mind him, you know, being cocky and taking chances if mm -hmm. there's like some method to the madness, but because I don't see us beating Air Force even now. If we did, it would be a huge win. It would be a huge, huge win if mm -hmm. we beat them because they were they were ranked early this year. Um, and they were, you know, a team that was almost talked about of going to the group of five, being the group of five representative in the in the NY6 yeah. bowl. So, like, yeah. yes, that would be a huge win, even if it was at home, even if Air Force is not on you know, the up and up right now. But I think that um, for me, well, they, I would like... They did. Yeah. They lost the Army last week, what, 23 mm -hmm. to 3? Our Army beat the pants yep. off them. So it's yeah. kind of surprising. 
Um, mm-hmm. we're, yeah, we're 18 and a half point dogs at home. So mm-hmm. it, it would be a huge win if we could pull that off. Like, like I said yeah. earlier, uh, I just I like the fact that Landon bounced the ball outside. I I think him getting him in space where he can kind of rumble like his dad is is a good thing. So, but you know who also did that well and effectively. Sorry, I'm not. You're right. You're totally right. Yeah, go ahead. I, I think it was a Jordan yeah. Johnson. That's what bothers me that Jordan is not on the team anymore because I I agree with you like that. He always he always ran at an angle like he always got good. Took the right angle. He always mm-hmm. tried to make moves. Mm-hmm. He might not be going north south, yeah. but he's going down the field and he's going to absorb contact and he's going to give contact, which is what 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 Landon Sims does, right? He invites contact almost, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Um, which I uh, which I'm there for. Um, but I think that uh, yeah, I think you know you're right. We could keep effectively running him. I just I just looking at Shager and in terms of his contributions, um, yeah, I think that he will have to continue to show that other side of himself as well. That might be his most mm-hmm. effective thing. Um, I don't know. The Shipley, we didn't even talk about Shipley. I mean, that, that was probably the most incredible. Boom. Two 50-yard field goals. Right. And let's we, be honest, we, those weren't yeah. supposed to go in. And if they didn't go in, the score would have been a one-touchdown difference. So yep. that's that's what I'm saying by, like, um, that was bonus. Like, those if, two if, kicks were both yeah. bonuses. If you're doing things that Jason Elam hasn't done, it's pretty damn good. <laughs> no, so. that was impressive. Like, yeah, I was like, holy cow. He nailed both of those field goals. Like, nope. I mean, the air is thinner. The air was way him. thin up there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, 250 yard kicks in a game is nothing yeah. to sneeze at. Dan Kelly esque for sure. Dan Kelly, of yeah. course, hitting that big field goal in 2007. Yeah. I was there in a raucous Nevada Mackey Stadium. That was a different day. They had no lights in the parking lot, Sam, which is very dangerous Ooh. for some of them. But, um, I don't know, Ryan. I mean, what, sh- what if we lose this game mm-hmm. to be able to keep the same level of, I would call it optimism, because I think that this last game gave us a little bit more optimism that things can go right. Like, how do we mm-hmm. not lose that even if we lose the game? It's it's basically how you lose. Uh, you know, if we come out looking like we did against San Jose State, and it looks like we get drubbed in all three phases of mm. you know the game, then that's trouble. You know, if we're competitive the entire game, uh, and you know that's going to take a lot. This is a pretty good you know Air Force team. They kind of lost it last week for whatever reason. I mean, they had five fumbles, lost four. They had two picks. Um, you know, I don't know. They just didn't take care of the football. Period. But you know, for this Hawaii team, you just have to look competent. And and the way to beat teams is that you can't beat yourselves. And that's what, you know, we've talked about it, you know, two or three other podcasts and other, you know, shows have talked about it. It's when we beat ourselves with these unsportsmanlike, you know, penalties, you know, turnovers do happen, you know, picks and fumbles, but you got to take care of the football if you want to win. Um, you know, we talked about turnover margin. We were actually, you know, plus this game, which I don't know if that might've been the only game all season that we were, you know, plus in the turnover um, game, but you know, when, when it comes to a service academy and a, you know, triple option, you got to stay home when you're on defense. And, and you know, that's, you know, that's what it is. It's, it's discipline. It's, it's wrapping up tackles because, you know, these guys don't go down after a hit. You have to wrap up and take them down. Um, but, you know, like I said, if, if we can look competent and, and, you know, compete in that sense, then, you know, there's always a chance Weird stuff happens in Manoa, as you guys know. If it, you know, it's supposed to be pretty windy this weekend, and there's always yeah. rain, and you know, you can turn into that. But yeah, it, you know, a lot of it is just looking competent and not doing these little, 
three and outs and taking 42 seconds off the clock because we tried to throw a deep three times. And, you know, a lot of that goes on our coaches. Uh, I thought our schemes are a little bit better on how we attacked this, this past weekend. You know, the, the, some of the plays we were running, we talked about RPO and the fact that Shager even ran because a lot of times in the past we were like, why are you even faking the handoff? You know, cause you know, he's not going to run just drop back at that point. Um, you know, I think I, I heard Miano talk about us going out of the pistol a few times. Um, you know, to be honest, it was cool watching from the silence, but when you don't have that like slide up bird's eye view, you, you are missing a little bit. So, you know, we were trying to see between, you know, behind the team and whatnot for, you know, a lot of the game, but yeah, I, I just think that, you know, getting better is, is getting out of that whole dumb penalties. And, you know, when you think about Hawaii over the years, over the decades, it was the dumb penalties, you know, yeah. you talk about, there was a chippy team, you know, everyone remembers was that Houston all those years ago over that fight after that bowl Houston, game. Houston, Cincinnati. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so a lot of that is, and that's, it's like Sean said, it's, it's discipline. So if you're going to pick a word of the week against Air Force, it's, Air Force, it's going to be discipline. Well, now when I'm looking at this Army Air Force game, which honestly looks like an anomaly. So um, guess how many turnovers Air Force had in that game? Six. Six turnovers. Mm-hmm. Six well, turnovers. Remember, remember, it was technically seven. This Air Force recovered one of their fumbles. True. Oh, so okay, they lost, yeah. So they, they, had, five they, lost, they lost four to fumbles. Yeah. Um, and Air Force had 19 first downs to their 11. Um, if you want to beat Air Force, literally the, the 23-3 was the score at halftime. So Army didn't score. Army did all the scoring in the first wow. half. 17 points in the first quarter. Um, so Air Force is probably a better team than Army. I mean, I don't think that's that, but Army showed up yeah. that day. And that's what we're saying. Like, it, yeah. it, you got to do things like score early and hold the team early and force mm-hmm. a lot of turnovers. I mean, holy cow. Six, I mean, six to zero is the, the, the margin. Like, that is, mm-hmm. I mean, no team's going to, very few teams can win from that. Oh, almost all, Air Force, Arizona, right? That takes us back to Arizona almost came back on us. Didn't we, didn't we turn over yeah. the ball six times? That yes. game, um, it was it was at least yeah like five. We had a bunch of picks. Oh, that like was when we won at the last second when we, yeah, we, when had, we had that tackle. Yeah. yeah, tackled them on the one. Yeah. Speaking of I picks, mean, that was a big moment. I don't remember. I I ran down the field. Peter Manuma had that pick. That was kind of a cool mm-hmm. moment to see the ball go up. And you, I love seeing interceptions in real time. But um, yeah. keep going. What did you say, Ryan? Oh, I was just, I mean, just credit to Bryson Daly. Uh, you know, the Army quarterback. I, mean, I was looking at his stats. He had thirty six rushes for one hundred seventy yards easily you know the highest of the season so like you said i mean anomaly but you know i give them credit for that um another thing to talk about is that they force air force to throw the ball i mean obviously when you're down you know by a lot you know their quarterback at 22 passes which you know for us is like a quarter and a half but you know that's a big deal to, to force a running team to do that um you know i i think he had like maybe 14 attempts was his most all season in a game um so yeah, if Hawaii's gonna have a chance, you know, time of possession, all of that. Uh, you know, going back to the interception, I I don't want to take any credit from Manama because he was in the right place at the right time, but it was literally thrown right to him. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so, I said it was know, nice fantastic. to see. Yeah, it was, he it sat was down great. in the, yeah. the passing lane. It was nice. Yeah. He just I mean, it, sat, he sat there. It was great. Yeah. You know, um, like I, said, I don't want to take anything away from that. And that, but that's all you need. Scored. Sometimes you just have to be right there. You know. Um, yeah, he was super close. Um, but a lot of it is, is, you know, taking care, uh, you know, when you have a turnover like that, 
yeah, it took us two plays to score. I mean, luckily it didn't turn into like this whole third and goal, fourth and goal stuff. Um, I know that there was one point in the game. I was trying to remember where it was, where it was just like a fourth and one. And it was early on that I wish we would have gone for it because we were on the Nevada side. Um, But, you know, that's like, to me, that's exactly where you want your, you know, oh, it was fourth and two. And then the first, it was the first series. It was fourth and two on the 44. And I was just thinking about it. I was like, you know, that's what we had Dalen for. You know, no, I mean, right. I know, uh, you know, there's just some things like that, that, and you know, that brotherly it's obviously a coaching decision. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's obviously a coaching decision. We're not coaches. We're not, you know, within the program by any means, but you know, for a team like Nevada, to me, I'm kind of like the go for broke Timmy. Like this is what you should be doing, being a little more aggressive, but at least we did see more of that, you know, at least from the defensive side, um, shout out to our defensive line with six sacks this game. Yeah, uh, yep. you know, that was you know, and a lot of tackles for loss. I don't know what the actual stat was on that. Um, but, you know, big difference. Putting there was a lot on, of tackles so. for loss. Yeah, they they, yeah. they got penetration. They were, yeah. Yoro was sending them from every angle, which was mm-hmm. nice to see. Well, and just like this Army Air Force game, Hawaii and Nevada obviously have some information about, about each other. <laughs> Definitely Hawaii about Nevada. Right. I mean, let's, let's be honest. And that's why let's, we're moving on to this game because it was a good – it was a good win for for many circumstances, mm-hmm. but I think with Air Force now, Air Force can can clinch basically if they beat UH. I mean, they, they have to beat UH, and if they beat UNLV as well, because they're still undefeated in the conference, um, so they have a lot to to um, to play for. Um, but like we said, uh, also last LA week Bowl. they played mm-hmm. they played at Denver Broncos Stadium in front of fifty two thousand people. Um, so that, that is crazy compared, considering they lost there and now they're going to come to Hawaii and play in front of 10,000, hopefully probably more like the 8,000 people at a smaller stadium. So, I mean, it's just crazy what these teams, it's like UH men's volleyball playing in front of 10,000 people in San Sheriff and then going to play it in like, you know, some small gym in North Carolina. I mean, it's basically Well, shout out to UH men's volleyball playing Sacred Heart and a team that I could say I owned when I was in college. I actually had some of my best games against them. They're they're from Connecticut, but you always plays them on a two game series. And all I can remember as a kid on their team, the best guy yelling at me that at least he had a scholarship and I didn't. That was so freaking hilarious. But wow. anyways, that, <laughs> that's just my little men's volleyball um little there. But you know, that's it's funny because you know, like we aren't used to dominating in football, obviously, but Football is still going to be the king. We, volleyball will never surpass it in terms of a sport, and it's popular. Maybe in Hawaii it might. Maybe in Hawaii we could, but nowhere mm-hmm. else. And I think that's why we are so critical about what this program faces because it's the program. Like year by year, all we can do is hope that our program doesn't shift further behind. But right now, what, what Timmy had to to inherit and then also with the changing landscape of, of college football – it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to stay relevant. It really is, especially if you're not very good. I mean, how lucky for Oregon State and Washington State to at least be good. And at least, like, yeah. they know they're out of it. They know that their Power 5 window is closed, but at least they're going out with a bang. You know, I mean, um, on the other hand, we're, we're dropping so far down FBS that FCS teams are coming in and being better than us, you know, right away, like Liberty, James Madison, like James Madison, who, you know, yeah. who's not able to Might get a waiver to a bowl yeah. game, mm-hmm. which is crazy that they're not getting a waiver. I mean, especially because their schedule, they're trying know, they to were like get a Sam waiver. Houston and they were playing mostly FBS teams during their transition, their FCS teams. Like that's not fair, but 
they they've gone all in on their schedule. So they, in my opinion, they deserve to to get that waiver. Um, but that's what I was saying. We're talking about trends. That's what we talk about on the show. Trending. Where are we trending? I mean, within the Mountain West, if we're just looking at what echelon we're in or what tier we're in, and we split us up into three tiers, we're definitely we're the not at the top one. or the middle yeah. tier. We're definitely in the bottom tier. Mm-hmm. You know, we're definitely with New Mexico and Nevada. I mean, that's we are mm-hmm. the, the bottom with those three. Yeah. San Diego State, even if they're not good, they have an amazing stadium. They are overall a pretty healthy program. They did get snubbed, which is embarrassing for them. But, you know, they have more going for them. So well, They went to a bowl game last year. We were there. <laughs> that's true. They went to a bowl game in Hawaii, <laughs> too. And that's the thing that I think we need to show that uh, Timmy needs to prove, that he can get us into the next tier. Like, is he going to be mm-hmm. able to? And that's when you got to be teams like, you know, Colorado State is one of those teams, I think, that's mm-hmm. kind of tinkering. Like, they're almost bottom tier, but they're kind of mid-tier, but... You know, and Wyoming. So we have a chance, I think, this year. And I yeah, mean, Air Force is a top tier. But I'm saying of the three teams we have left, yeah. those would be wins that show that you're beating another FBS team. Because New Mexico State, to me, is Timmy's best win in two years. And his six wins that he has. Um, you know, last year's UNLV team, I guess, was a pretty good win as well. But, I mean, the FCS wins are not at all impressive. I mean, in fact, we looked, didn't even look good in either one of those wins. So you can't mm-hmm. even count those as wins. Um, and Nevada's not good. So, um, yeah. you know, New Mexico State, to me, stood out. I mean, I was happy New Mexico State because that was a 50-50 game. And you, he proved he could win a 50-50 game against a team that was, you know, pretty good. I mean, I don't know. I got to look at where Nevada is. I mean, where um, – because they're in the uh, Sun Belt. Or the, what are they in? Um, New Mexico State? New Mexico State. Conference USA? Uh, conference USA, right? They're in that weird conference. Yeah. Um, yeah, New Mexico State. They're 5-1 and one in their conference. Five and one, yeah. mm. seven and three overall. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Well, so like, let's eligible. not move. Over. Let's like. That's what I'm saying. The Mexico State to me has always been the biggest win. Like, I was really happy after mm-hmm. Mexico State. I was like, oh my gosh, this is a good win. That that was to me a signature win for Timmy this year because, but it just seems like that was in the past and we should be doing more. And I agree, it should be, but I feel like uh, we're we're passing. He's passing enough tests as well um mm-hmm. and that is where we're at uh, but that's, oh, a, that's a low standard yeah. passing test is low pass or fail is you know like when sean gets to do his pass fail and we press him to do abc <laughs> <laughs> pass fail is not a great metric let's be honest yeah. pass fail means you could just sneak your way mm-hmm. in i mean you know it's smart because smu is fbs it's like power five yes i pass i'm in that's all that matters mm-hmm. it's just like vanderbilt vanderbilt has been getting away masquerading as a you know, mm-hmm. a R5 team for a long time. So I think that, you know, it's in terms of a mid-major, we do need to be very, a lot more diligent on keeping relevant our, our brand and our, not just the wins and losses, but our, you know, national relevance, you know. And I think it's funny because every time we talk about Hawaii, right, we're on the road, people still have opinions and it's usually uh opinions that they derived from our results in the mid 2000s but you know that's <laughs> where re- our relevancy is you know which i think is important to keep having um but like i said new mexico air force that would be a big win even wyoming would be a big win um and you know colorado state i think all three you know i think that will be the that's that's our last mm. you know passable test we'll say um 
I don't know if I would project them to win that game, but I would still say that, excuse me. You already also, did. Yeah, which one? <laughs> we all Colorado did. State. Yeah. Our preseason, we all did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we No, no, but I would say, like, I, I don't know if I would pro- – no, I guess I did pro- – oh, I projected, what, four wins on the year, but I would say, like, that yeah. was before the season. Do I still project yeah. four wins now? Uh, I don't know, but I think at the end of the year, at least, we'll be home. It's against Crawl State. It's against a team that Timmy has – advanced knowledge of considering yeah. he played under the guy who i mean uh-huh. he coached he under the guy coaching that team yeah. so i'm saying like i think timmy's gonna have an advantage in that one as well but that would be impressive in terms of like finishing the season off with momentum because that's the last that's what people are going to remember right that last game yeah. and yeah. you know it was good to win on senior night last year it gave us a whole um off season to think about the following year um and the thing is there still wasn't much buzz right there was zero buzz so it's yeah. like, I don't, Timmy can only do so much in the off season, but he's going to have to this year. He's going to have to find, to me, like real studs. If he doesn't have any studs coming in, because we're going to lose more guys probably. I don't think we're going to hold on to everyone. I mean, it'll be, it'll be a killer if we lose Ashlock. I mean, Ryan keeps joking about uh, it. So, I mean. I mean, I just, you know, like we've talked about, Hawaii really is kind of a stepping stone to that next level. And whether it's a higher up group or five or a P5, I mean, you know, there's nothing that really keeps you here, whether it's NLI facilities, you know, unless you're a Marine bio major, you know, this is the spot. But yeah, unfortunately, that's and the same thing goes for coaching. You know, there's and we've seen it. Our, our coaches who have been had been successful at the level here have gone on, you know, Jim Jones, SMU, Rolando, you know, Wazoo. Um, you see a lot Miranda. of other coaches. Miranda yeah you know at Baylor and all those years so yeah I mean I I know a joke about it and you know I think he's a talented player I'd love to keep him but you know being a freshman you know he's got a bunch of years ahead of him there's a possibility that someone's and, and it doesn't take a whole lot which is unfortunate but you know one NLI deal or you know one pickup truck who knows right mm-hmm. um but yeah, uh, you know, like I said, I, I think he's a great athlete. I'd love to keep him, and I, I, I think he can get a lot better too, especially being just a freshman. Yep, um, You know, he's finally, yeah, it's kind of figuring out with Shager, which is nice. You know, they're calling it that Texas connection. But yeah, who knows? And I think that's what's scaring me the most. I think that if Timmy can get through the season, you know, even if he doesn't win any more games this year, but like we said, keeps putting on a product that at least people can be proud of. Um, he should be able to, and he would deserve, in my opinion, deserve, I'll even use that word, to, to keep his job at least one more year. I mean, I think that he really wants this job. I think that this is, means a lot to him. And that's something that <clears throat> I think Graham want, loved the job as well because he loved being a head coach and he loved being in charge of a Division One program. But I don't think Hawaii had the significance to him that obviously it has to Tim, Timmy Chang. And I'm going to say obvious, but it is kind of obvious. He played in the the program he's one of the a legend of the program so mm-hmm. things are different the metric what we're measuring it by is way different to me than you know his predecessors even even norm chow um you know because that those weren't great years but i don't know if i felt like we were gonna lose our existence even when you know it always felt like there was some fresh optimism like finally the stu- the school would step in let him go mm-hmm realized the handwriting was on the wall and it was never going to work. Um, and I don't think we're, we're there quite yet, but I, I think it shows that Timmy has a, a lot to learn. I think Norm uh, that definitely came in with at least experience that was obvious from the get-go. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, stuff that we just knew. Um, 
you know, because it was a guy that, you know, had been around big programs and had been doing this for a while. Um, but even with yeah. Rolo, you know, like I felt like he was even freshly more to step into a program that was waiting for a coach like him to come in and, and transform. And he needed his, his second year, obviously, as well. Um, <clears throat> but what Rolo did in the first year with his predecessors, you know, players. Leftovers. <laughs> was, is, and was what June did as well is what yeah. is the most impressive. And that's what I think we are still a little worried about. That's what people make people a little reticent about Timmy's future because he has yet, I think, to prove to us that he can, you know, take over a game with mm. players. I mean, Nevada was the closest mm -hmm. that where we've yeah. actually like taken over because New Mexico State, like I'm happy we won, but that was definitely a 50, 50 game. Like we definitely turned it on mm -hmm. the second half. Like, that was nice to see. Yeah. Like I said, that, I can't count that. was junk. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying. That, that was my biggest takeaway from this too, is that his, the third win, it kind of, it helps to ensure that Timmy will be around for year three. It kind of takes the heat off. So like big, big picture. That's, that's what I see. Well, as long as people don't, you know, cause like we're probably going to lose the next three games. I mean, yeah. and if we do, I still don't think Timmy, even if we lose bad, like it's not mm -hmm. necessarily going to be Timmy's fault. I think against Colorado State, we need to keep that game competitive, like the senior night. Yeah. And <clears throat> they're not like a great team, but I don't expect to win the next two weeks. I expect to lose by multiple touchdowns both weeks because yeah. those are both good players. But I mean, that that alone wouldn't make me give up on Timmy. Um, but I think that, yes, he's done enough to prove that he's only been given so much, but he's going to have to make changes. In my opinion, I don't know what you guys oh. think. You think you have to make coaching staff changes? I think a, a lot of it does depend on the next few days or the next few games, but, you know, we have been talking a little bit about that as the season goes. Um, and it's hard because Nevada t is almost seems like that little outlier too, you know, because we have looked – I don't really want to use the word incompetent, but just we looked a little lost on a lot of things when it came to offense and defense over the season as a whole. Um, you know, we talk about Oregon going into that game. We knew that was going to be a loss, right? Mm -hmm. But just how we handled that game and, and you know, I mean, what was that first drive? Like 30 seconds? I mean, yeah, not was, even you know, 30 seconds, just, like 25 seconds. And you seconds, talk about yeah. a coach like Norm Chow who, you know, at Ohio State, we've talked about this game in the past knew that going in is it's a monster of a, an uphill battle but you knew how to manage the game yeah and it's you know it's running clock and, and you know you're going for short passes and you know yeah i, I just i think that if, if there's got to be some kind of what what's a little confusing me right now is kind of timmy's chain of command and i think he's got to solidify that you know who's his associate head coach who are his ocs you know i think dcs are kind of mm -hmm. set but just you know, how are you running everything right now? Because it kind of feels like they're kind of, there's six spots behind him and everyone's just kind of filling in and like, hey, here's the three offensive spots here. Here's the three defensive spots. When he can say, hey, this is my offensive coordinator or this uh -huh. guy's my associate head coach and I'm running, I'm calling the plays. And, and you know, that's going to take time. That's why we're, you know, we're in year two, right? And that's why you've seen a lot of changes. You've seen offensive changes. If he can solidify and say, hey, these are my guys. I'm going to roll with them that might be a lot better going into next year um, because we really don't know what shoemaker's doing right now in the background. His name's been kind of non-existent this season. Yeah. Um, you know, we and know he's making the highest paid assistant, coach. highest paid assistant yeah. too. 
yeah, his assistants are making half of Timmy's salary, which, you know, to be honest, is one of the one of the lowest in the entire country for D, uh, D1 coach. But yeah, we're paying our assistants it's great you know, money something for grand. being in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. it's double the minimum. That's that's the average of what you need to live in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's still most uh, most people aren't even making, you know, 20 percent of that. And I think, you know, that's something that people in Hawaii have been patient with in terms of, you know, the entire athletics department, you know, in in terms of how much money they spend and what the results have been. So I think that um, we like we said, the state, given the state of the program, Timmy will have to go into year three, I think, keeping the job just because of how bad it was. But um, when he got there and because he was able to pass some of the tests, like New Mexico State oh. to me was the biggest test. It was a 50-50 game against a competent teammate who's going to a bowl game, you know? And I think yeah. that's something that's, you know, I mean, at least Timmy beat two bowl games. Technically, uh, yeah, a bowl, a bowl, you know, team. So that's that's important. And I think that's why, um, you know, we kind of underwrite that win because we we wanted to get into conference season. But Really, that that win is still going to stick out. It's not a household name as far as being like a power. For sure. Kind of used, used to beating up on them. I, I feel like it's not all on Timmy. Like the administration, the state needs to step up and mm-hmm. they need to deliver us this new Aloha Stadium. We need tailgating and we need mm-hmm. other stuff like, you know, like a mascot. So, you know, the other stuff yeah. needs to come up too. It's not just all on Timmy. Definitely it's not. not fair. It's Definitely not fair. Not. No, not at all. And that's no. why, um, but with that being said, like we're saying, Timmy still needs to be held to a standard. There's a no. reason that he's no, sure. ha- feeling so much heat. Um, but I think that he's going to have to hit some home runs in the offseason. And that's going to mean landing skilled player transfers well, that can yeah. play right away. Yeah. If he doesn't, that's yeah. not with our current roster, he's not going to break in. Like that's no. that's not a well, slide on the roster. It's just facts. It's just facts. Year, year mm-hmm. three, he's going to have most of the roster is going to be his. His. So, so right. the bar is definitely needs to go up in year three. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah, yeah, he's going to start running out of excuses at that point. So. Yeah. Well, and that's where we are. We got three games left. <laughs> We're going to start with Air Force um, coming up this week, Aloha Stadium. Be there if you can. It's going to be a big night at uh, a veterans night. You know, every time we Military play. Military night. A military yeah. mm-hmm. night, so you know a lot of military may be in attendance. Six PM game, um, Manoa probably be some rain. It's November, <laughs> um, but we'll have fun. Um, so come down, come check us out in one five one. Come say hi. Um, Sean is not going to be sitting with us because he's going to be a snob and he upgraded his seats this week. Oh. So, <laughs> fortunately, we won't have Sean's presence in our little corner area. Um, but still, I'll come visit. I got a T-shirt to deliver. That's right. So <laughs> shout out to Boy Robson. Shout out, of course, our Fuchsia. If Fuchsia made it this far, which she does usually in the shows, you know, I can count uh, that she'll listen this far, right, Fuchsia, since you're getting a shout out right now. But <laughs> I know that she, um, you know, definitely misses uh, being out there on the road. Her entire family, even her SoCal family, mm-hmm. drove up from uh, Buena Park, California, all the way to Reno, which is not mm-hmm. an easy drive. That has a far drive. That's at least an eight-hour drive, um, eight, nine-hour drive. So really shout out to Auntie Cindy um, for yeah. Uncle Rennie for making that drive mm-hmm. and all the fam and little Mahea who mm-hmm. had a great time mm-hmm. there as well. And 
Um, um, she even had a huge, you know, they only give you one dart at Circus Circus to pop the balloon. One dart, like oh, yeah. pressure. Mm-hmm. And we're all watching this little two foot girl with her one dart and she just whips it at the, at the balloon and it just pops right mm-hmm. in front of all of us. So. Nailed it. Uh, she nailed it. So good cool. job, Mahia. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we have so much fun on the road. HISportsFans.com. Mm-hmm. Check us out. Uh, we're about to release next year. We're going to start focusing on next year. It's it's basically a wrap on the 2023 tour season. I may be adding a few more tours here. Um, and, of course, we're going to have NFL playoff tours again in, in January. So if your team is going to be there, you know you're going to want to be there as well. Um, we also got some SoFi tours. We also got the C. Hawks coming yeah. to SoFi. So if you're a Seahawks fan, I don't know where the Seahawks fans are, but we have some great seats right in the Seahawks fans <laughs> um, at SoFi, as well as the Browns, the Saints coming to play the Rams. So if you want to go to SoFi Stadium and watch your team play the Rams, or just watch the Rams and also have a whole one-of-a-kind experience. Don't have to worry about the, the ride, the tailgate, um, the expensive parking, or even the drive. You get taxi driver for you too. Driver, and that's the best thing. You don't even have to worry about anything. <laughs> have a party like we always do. HISportsFans.com. Come check us out. Hawaii Sports Fans. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, HISportsFans. On X, Twitter. And just come and, and like and subscribe. Because it's it's we know what it's like to grow something. It's not always easy. We're going to have lean years. I mean, we're in year 12. And, you know, things are just starting to change a lot for us too. Um, and I'm just so grateful for all the support that I've I've had personally um, at Hawaii Sports Fans and from all of you, um, definitely from the two of you so much and, and everybody out there, of course, Fuchsia and the entire gang and all of my Road Warrior family, mahalo for your support. Uh, but for Sean Iman and for Ryan CU, this is Wayne Quito. We'll see you next time on the Rainbow Wrap-Up. Go Bows. Cheers. Go Bows. So what's so different about Hawaii sports fans? Hey guys, this is Wayne Cueto, and that's a question I get asked a lot, and it's a fair one. There are a lot of great local companies that will take you on the road, get you game tickets, transportation, airfare, and hotel. Yes, we can do all of that too. But the difference here is an extra layer of detail, an extra layer of personalization, an extra layer of premium amenities and adventure that you can't get anywhere else. Starting with our group size, we usually never go above 24, usually around 12 to 15, and sometimes only two to four even. It doesn't matter. Whatever size, we're going to give you that experience. We're going to give you a foodie adventure. We're going to make every moment count. There's no dead time. And of course, you're always going to be well-fed and always eating very good stuff. I can just guarantee you that. But here at Hawaii Sports Fans as well, we want to make you feel like family always. And that's something that is hard to do for most companies. But we're proud to do it here. We can't wait to have you on the road. Join us at HISportsFans.com. Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at HISportsFans.com.